This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. What we're finding is a much elevated level of knowledge on the Hill in regards to drinking water issues. And so, again, we're, we're letting people know that as WQA and PWQA, we have a body and a wealth of knowledge that can help uh, when it comes to these tricky issues that come up in regards to drinking water quality. That is Shannon Murphy, president of the Pacific Water Quality Association, talking about the impact of the combined advocacy efforts of PWQA and the Water Quality Association. And welcome to another episode of WQA Radio, news and insights about residential, commercial, and industrial water treatment. You can find us at wqa.org and on social media. This is podcast number 129, and if you're joining us for the first time, why, we are so glad you're here. Welcome. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and most popular podcast apps. In this episode, we'll talk with Shannon Murphy about the top legislative issues out west, the value of WQRF research, and why he'll be attending the WQA Mid-Year Leadership Conference in San Antonio. Plus, we'll have a regulatory update from Kathleen Fultz, and a little bit later, our WQA tip. And now, on to PWQA President Shannon Murphy on WQA Radio. All right, Shannon, nice to talk to you on WQA Radio. And uh, by the way, thanks for joining us for a second time. We caught up with you at the PWQA convention, I think maybe a year and a half ago or so. And it's great to know that you're now the president for PWQA for 2018-2019. So again, welcome. Thanks, Wes. Glad to be here. Tell us a little bit about the role of president of PWQA and what you're focused on these days. Well, PWQA, we remain rather active, especially as it pertains to legislation, kind of what's going on in Sacramento. We work with Churchwell White very closely in maintaining eyeballs on all the different legislation that's going on up there. Of course, we've got a new governor, and water is one of his number one initiatives for 2019. So it's been a it's been a very active year so far. Uh, we've been fortunate to have Dave Loveday from WQA come out, and Dave and myself met with EPA Region 9 as well as the California Water Boards already this year just to kind of get in front of some of the legislation and conversation that's happening on the Hill. And David Loveday is the WQA Global Government Affairs Director, and so I know David enjoys uh, getting out there uh, to work with you and and uh, touch base with uh, the legislators in Sacramento, as you mentioned. So what to, what general mood are you sensing? You mentioned the governor's uh, focused on water quite a bit. He is, he is. And it's a very uh, interesting aspect when we went up there the last number of years where we've gone either to Sacramento or Washington, D.C., Water has been somewhat of importance, but not necessarily of critical importance. But what we've seen is a a shift over the past couple of years. This year in particular, as we were talking with different assembly members and uh, senators about 
PFOS, the PFOA, PFOS issue, not only were they engaged, but they understood long chain versus short chain toxicity, half-life in the body. Uh, and so what we're finding is a much elevated level of knowledge on the Hill in regards to drinking water issues. And so, again, we're, we're letting people know that as WQA and PWQA, we have a body and a wealth of knowledge that can help uh, when it comes to these tricky issues that come up in regards to drinking water quality. And then you as president and the staff of uh, PWQA, Ron, and and others are getting ready for the fall convention for PWQA. Give us uh, kind of the overview and uh, why someone would want to attend. Yeah, Ron's been very active on this as the as a director here at PWQA, and the convention is October fifteenth through the eighteenth, two thousand nineteen, over in Pechanga, here in Temecula, California. It's a beautiful wine country, so we'll have wine tours, and they've got a lovely golf course here. But the theme for this year is waves of change, and what we're looking at doing is bringing in sort of the back room of the office, all the different things that you need to run a business, the supplies, the, the support. Um, we plan on having different companies there from testing agencies to a Dodge dealership to show off their working trucks to different tool suppliers to help you know with the plumber and the, the dealers as they install their products. So we're trying to bring in a, a broader scope of people into the booth to kind of flourish on that floor traffic. So it's, again, sort of that waves of change and, and how do we bring more into the PWQA convention this year? Usually have a pretty good turnout of exhibitors and attendees. What's the general number? Generally, we have 50 to 60 booths uh, available at the show and, you know, several hundred individuals will come to the show to, to walk it and, and speak with individuals that are there. We're, we're hoping to have some significant growth this year, and, and already we're, we're far ahead in terms of registrations this year from this point last year. So we're pretty excited about the reception we've been getting so far. And just ahead of that is the uh, WQA, Mid-Year Leadership Conference, and I know I generally bump into you there. Uh, I assume you're planning to attend and tell us about why you think that's of value to WQA members. Yeah, that's correct. I, I, I do tend to always hit the mid-year leadership conference. The importance of going to the, the leadership conference in the mid-year is that this is where uh, it's a very focused group of individuals that speak about matters that are really affecting the industry right now. The, the biggest one, the dominating conversation, again, is the PFAS and the lead. And I know that at the mid-year, these will be conversations that are being had what's going on in the different states, how are things being addressed, and it's very timely information that we can take back to the different individuals of the WQA membership and my company in particular and on how to handle certain issues as they're coming up. So you, you want to be in front of these things and, and understand what's going on because these are questions that are being asked and we need to make sure that we're in front of it and have the answers. Well, and you get to connect with people like you and others who are on the front lines uh, who who really know what is uh, the challenge as well as uh, what might be a, a problem or, uh, you know, a significant hurdle to overcome, wouldn't you say? 
Yeah, definitely. You know, you, you, you go to the WQA convention and you hear about things that are going on. You come back to your office and, of course, it's trying to catch up and there's always work that needs to be done and things that need to be taken care of. And the mid-year is a good sort of breather point to kind of pull you out and make sure that you're looking at the big picture on what's going on across the country as well as globally. So it's, it's a good point to, to have and a touch point in regards to keeping up with what's going on in these different regional areas as well as kind of keeping up with the day-to-day activities of the office. Talking to Shannon Murphy of TST Water out in Temecula, California. He's also president of the Pacific Water Quality Association and uh, is uh, kind enough to join us here on WQA Radio. And if we could shift gears just a bit and, Shannon, ask you a little bit about research and the importance of WQRF. I always try to get people's uh, uh, input and take on how valuable the research is and what can be done with it. What are you seeing that WQRF is able to do these days on behalf of the industry? WQRF is a critical piece to the whole puzzle of WQA and and the industry and the industry support in general. Out here in California many years ago, there were issues in regards to salinity and, and softener bands that were going on that we as PWQA, as, as well as WQA, needed to react to. We had to kind of scramble, and we ended up having to play catch-up at that time. And so what WQRF really brings to the table is is the science, the, the actual numbers and research that's being done to help support the industry to show the benefits so that we are in front of and can provide information to legislators and regulators while we're meeting with them, say, in Sacramento or Washington, D.C. Anything in particular that you have found that was helpful or that uh, provided that, uh, you know, additional layer of information that uh, could be used out in the field or maybe on a call to a legislator's office? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Kelly Reynolds did a fine study on the final barrier cost benefits. Uh, That executive summary is actually on the WQRF website right now, and it speaks to a number of different contaminants that may be present in your drinking water and what, what some of those benefits are for a water treatment device to be installed as a final barrier. Of interest, you know, for um, that study was there's contaminants such as nitrates and lead and arsenic that as a project for the entire country may not make sense, but certainly uh, a town like Flint would make sense for a final barrier or a point of use, point of entry type program for lead reduction. However, the most interesting aspect that I found out of that report was the microbiological contaminants. And that led to another report that was done on boil water notices and the frequency of boil water notices and what that means. And so we here at TST, we've boiled out some of that, no pun intended, information uh, to some of our folks to give them information as it pertains to boil water notices and what that means on how to handle your water treatment devices. We have a customer service division here that speaks directly with consumers, and it's important that they've got accurate information when people call in about a boil water notice. 
That's uh, great, and I think that that's one of those things that, you know, the information is there, but it's only as good as it is implemented and it is utilized. So it's good. It's good to hear that, in fact, it has been in in your particular uh, setting and in your context. Yeah, definitely. And as we speak with, you know, the California Water Boards, the EPA, and the regulators both here in Sacramento and in D.C. and across the country, some of the studies that WQRF is doing near and dear to my heart, which is the point of entry, point of use, or what we call decentralized water treatment, some of the financial benefits for these small communities uh, and what it means to them in terms of getting into compliance right now. If you look at some of these reports out there from the EPA and the different primacy agencies, there are hundreds if not thousands of small communities across the United States that are not in compliance still today for contaminants like arsenic, like lead, like nitrates. And these things we can address immediately through our industry and provide a solution, whether it be a a permanent solution or a stopgap until they're able to get things going. But these small communities that haven't been in compliance for years, you know, we really need to address those issues and and be a solution for them. All right. Well, with that, thank you, Shannon. Uh, How best can people reach out to you and PWQA to find out more information about what's going on out in California or in that area uh, and or for information about the PWQA convention? We've got our website, which is pwqa.org. And then, of course, the best way to reach out for PWQA is to get a hold of Ron. At His email is info at pwqa.org. Okay, info at pwqa.org. We'll get to Ron Roof, and he is the executive director. That's correct. All right. Hey, Shannon, great catching up with you, as always. Thank you for joining us on WQA Radio, and we look forward to catching up with you at the Mid-Year Leadership Conference. Sounds good, Wes. Looking forward to seeing you and the rest of the industry. This is Kathleen Fultz, WQA's Global Regulatory and Government Affairs Manager with your regulatory update. On the topic of PFAS, the New Hampshire Department of Environmental Services submitted a final rulemaking proposal this summer for four PFAS compounds. If adopted, the state maximum contaminant level for PFOA will be 12 parts per billion. For PFOS, it'll be 15 parts per billion, and the lowest limit is for PFNA with a maximum contaminant level proposed at 11 parts per billion. As you talk with clients and consumers about PFAS contaminants, tracking state actions to set enforceable limits provides an education opportunity. Additional resources on PFAS are on wqa.org. You will also find all the bills we are tracking on the Government Affairs webpage. I'm Kathleen Fultz for WQA Radio. All right, this week's WQA tip, registration for the 2019 WQA Mid-Year Leadership Conference is now open. The conference is set for September 9th through the 11th in San Antonio. We have a brand new format, new education sessions on the first afternoon, an opening breakfast keynote, opportunities to benefit industry research, WQRF, And you can network with friends and colleagues, of course, as you learn more about current trends and insights into the water treatment industry. It's one of the big highlights of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Even if you've never gone before, 
or frankly are not a member of WQA. This is an opportunity to learn more about the association and the water treatment industry. Again, that's the WQA Mid-Year Leadership Conference. Sign up now. Go to wqa.org slash m-y-l-c. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, news and insights about residential, commercial, and industrial water treatment. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just search for WQA Radio, then hit subscribe. Each new podcast will appear in your podcast catcher or podcast player automatically each week. That's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to rate and review the podcast as well. Learn more about water at WQA.org and learn more about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at WQA.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio.